Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. We're coming up on a big milestone. I've got a very special episode coming up for you guys tomorrow, but today we have the weekly news roundup, so let's round up some news. That was so cheesy, it was awful. <laughs> this 1955 Willys pickup has the chassis and drivetrain of a 14 Wrang or of a 2014 Wrangler. This bespoke Willys Jeep truck was only recently imported to the U.S. Imported? Imported to the U.S., so that sounds interesting. We might have talked about that in the second segment. Hertz Prime to get $1.65 billion in financing. Could use $1 billion on new cars and share soar to 143%? Lordy. Things are looking up for Hertz as it navigates its way through bankruptcy. Plug-in hybrids no greener or even worse than ICE models study finds. The study found FEVs produce two or four times more CO2 emissions than the official claims. I can already tell we're going to have a lot to read in that second segment. BMW launching over-the-air updates for over 750,000 cars worldwide. BMW's over-the-air updates will launch this month in Germany with other markets to follow. Nissan remembers the quirky Quanz... Quazana? Quazana concept as the Juke turns 10. The bold concept previewed the first gen Nissan Juke's unusual styling. And would you believe that it, this concept's actually worse? 2021 VW Ardeon gains two new powertrains, lower starting price in the UK. The facelifted Ardeon now starts from £31,965 thanks to the addition of the 1.5 liter TSI engine. Ryan Turk? I hopefully got that right, is building a Toyota Super Drift car with a Formula 1 derived V10. That sounds awesome. I would love to see that when it's done. This Formula 1 derived Judd V10 revs to 11,000 RPM and pumps out 750 horsepower. Maserati MC20 priced from 438,000 Australian down under. 2021 allocation already sold out. The Maserati MC20 undercuts the Lamborghini Huracan Evo by roughly 20,000 Australian. Not bad. I'm not sure it's going to be quite as fast, but that's still impressive. iPhone builder Foxconn unveils EV platform, wants to become the Android of EVs. The irony! The irony! You talk about an iPhone builder and then you say they want to become the Android of EVs. Isn't that just insulting? Foxconn's EV platform will be open and available to other companies. Chevrolet Camaro to join Australia's supercar champ or supercars plural championship to take on Ford's Mustang in 2022. The Chevrolet Camaro will enter the championship under the Gen 3 regulations. Is a diesel-powered Land Rover Defender coming to the U.S.? This Land Rover Defender prototype has the same exhaust as the Euro diesel model. 2022 BMW i4M Spy with subtle sporty styling touches. Spy photographers have snapped what could be the first electric M car. 2021 Honda Civic sedan loses manual gearbox and adds 500 not not $500,000, $500 to the starting MSRP. You can still get the 6-speed manual in the 2021 Honda Civic hatchback, though. GM's Detroit Hamtrak plant becomes factory zero, home to the GMC Hummer EV. GM is investing $2.2 billion into the plant to turn, to turn it into a manufacturing hub for electric vehicles. Ford drops performance pack 2 for the 2021 Mustang GT. The role of a track-focused Mustang will be filled by the Mach 1. Even though the Mach 1 is sort of, kind of, essentially a performance pack. Well, not the base one, but it's sort of a performance pack 2.5. 
and then a performance pack 3 Mustang. 2021 Tesla Model 3 goes official with minor styling changes, improved performance, and longer ranges. The styling changes are so small, Tesla apparently photoshopped them in the official pictures. Well, then that's kind of pointless then, isn't it? Karma GSE 6 electric luxury sedan to start at $79,900 will reach customers in 2021. Customers can pre-order the Karma GSE 6 for a fully refundable $100 deposit. Poseidon's Mercedes-AMG G63 RS 830 Plus wants to be the god of performance sedans. The Poseidon GT63 RS 830 Plus includes a methanol injection system. Dacia Spring EV not coming to Britain as Renault has no plans for a right-hand drive variant. Nevertheless, Renault told CarScoops a right-hand drive Dacia Spring will be kept under evaluation. Does this Cupra 4Mentor VZ prototype Sound like it's packing Audi Sports 2.5 liter turbo 5 pot? Bit of a mouthful, that, that headline. The Cooper Formentor appears to be getting the Audi RS3 slash RSQ3's turbocharged 5-cylinder engine. Man, the, I gotta say, the Formentor looks good. I quite like that. That's one of the, probably one of the best-looking SUVs or CUVs I've seen in a while. 2021 Cupra L-Born, the sportier sibling of the VW ID3, pops its Nürburgring cherry. The Cupra Elborn EV will be a sportier alternative to the VW ID3. Mercedes AMG GT Black Series is bonkers fast around a track, beats the Porsche 911 GT2 RS MR. Not only that, but it's faster than a McLaren 720S and a Ferrari 488 Pista too. Woof! FMR Sports Cars Unite! <laughs> 2021 Toyota Mirai makes spy debut looking as sleek as the concept. The 2021 Toyota Mirai will make its world debut as a production car in December. Porsche not hit too hard by the pandemic as it posts moderate sales decline. In the first nine months of the year, Porsche's global sales were down 5%. Bentley to make the Bentayga even roomier with extended wheelbase variant. The 5,140mm or 202.3 inch long Bentayga has plenty of space. The elongated wheelbase will offer even more. Upgrade your Jeep Wrangler JL and Gladiator JT with Stinger's 10-inch screen infotainment system. The $1,600 aftermarket infotainment kit retains all factory features while adding a few new ones. Classic and modern Range Rover celebrate the brand's 50th anniversary at Goodwood. Check out this unique display of 4x4 prowess that includes four generations of Range Rovers. Lotus Evija EV dresses up in famous John Player Special black and gold livery. Lotus has brought three pre-production Evijas to Goodwood and a number of classic racers. New Ford Mustang Mach 1 lands in Europe with manual option, but loses nearly 30 horsepower in the process. Europe's Ford Mustang Mach 1 has 453 horsepower, instead of the 480 horsepower like the US spec model. McLaren MSO debuts Golf theme for the Elva Roadster. The debut of the McLaren Elva Golf livery... No, Golf Theme by MSO celebrates the renewed partnership between McLaren and Golf Oil. Fully Charger BMW Feb's battery could spark a fire. BMW is asking Feb owners not to charge their cars until the fix. Sounds like a recall to me. Mercedes-Benz to act Renault source 1.5 liter DCI diesel from A and B class. The A180D and B180D will be the first to lose the 1.5 liter diesel engine apparently. BMW to build the next-gen Mini Countryman in-house. VDL Nedcar in the Netherlands has been building the Mini Countryman since 2016. After Holden, Wilkinshaw works with VW to develop the Amarok W580. 
The Woken Shatoon VW Amarok will, will launch in, in Australia this December. Rolls-Royce Cullinan looks right at home in the sand dunes of Dubai. The Rolls-Royce Cullinan's off-roading skills are much more than skin deep. 2021 Lexus I is confirmed for Australia, <laughs> but is it going to Britain, sadly? We'll start at 61,500 Australian. The first units of the facelifted Lexus IS will arrive down under next month. Porsche enters the futuristic world of Cyberpunk 2077. No, tw yeah, 2077 with a 930 Turbo. Players will be able to drive the classic 930 Turbo in Cyberpunk 2077. Cruise to begin testing autonomous vehicles without safety drivers in San Francisco. Oh, Lord. At least they're, at least Waymo decided to go to a pretty desolate place like Arizona. I mean, they chose Phoenix, but still. But San Francisco? Without safety drivers? Ugh. The autonomous future is inching closer as tests without safety drivers are slated for later this year. Cadillac debuts next-gen faster-reacting Magnaride 4.0 suspension. Cadillac says the new wheel accelerometers can read the road up to 1,000 times per second. I wonder if that'll make it onto some Chevrolet models. BMW presents the E30 M3 Ronnie Fig, hopefully I got that right, edition, and M4 Kith edition. The customized models have a Xenobar Red exterior and custom leather with Kith branding. K-I-T-H, so maybe I'm getting that wrong. 2021 Infiniti QX50 gets more standard equipment to help offset higher prices. The 2021 QX50 starts at $37,950 and is now available at dealerships. FCA and Unifor reach tentative agreement, paves the way for new plug-in hybrids and EVs. Fisker and Magna Stare shake hands on Ocean SUV deal. The Fisker Ocean will be brought to market with a starting MSRP of $37,499. I believe that when I see it, but that's not a bad price. 2021 Ford Bronco reservation holders can make order changes until January. Ford has yet to launch the official configurator for the 2021 Bronco. Mopar gives the Jeep Gladiator a new trail brake controller, which can be retrofitted. The trailer brake controller for the 2021 Jeep Gladiator from Mopar is only a $299 option. Might seem like a little bit much, but considering it's a Mopar option, which means it should be backed from the factory, or which means it shouldn't void the warranty, I don't think that's too bad. Anyway, though, that is all for the first segment. I will see you all after the break. Hey, hey, everyone, we are back, and we're starting with the Willys story. A classic 1955 Willys Jeep truck that has been brought into the modern age with some pretty serious upgrades is currently up for grabs. This bespoke Willys was imported to the United States from Alberta, Canada by the selling dealership earlier this year and is being offered in Portland, Oregon, because of course it is, with customs documentation, an appraisal, and an Idaho title? Why Idaho? It has just 26,000 miles on the clock and is one of the most distinctive pickup trucks you'll ever likely come across. Underpinning it is the chassis and drivetrain from a 2014 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited. As such, the Willys has a 3.6-liter Pentastar V6 that packs some extra punch, thanks to the addition of a RIP supercharger. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's fantastic. Good choice. Sending power through all four wheels is a 5-speed automatic transmission. Bit sad on that one. And a 2-speed transfer case. A lot of work has been done to the exterior of the truck. For example, it sports widened bodywork and has poison spider bumpers, a swing-away spare tire carrier, a special metallic copper paint with a black roof, and a modified hood to accommodate the new engine. The Bring a Trailer listing adds that the pickup has Wrangler door handles and mirrors, power retractable steps, Model A taillights, oh, well how about that, HID headlights, and 12-gauge shotgun shell private caps on the upper bed rails, 
It also has 17-inch wheels and 35-inch Toyo CT Open Country tires and a 3.5-inch Rock Crawler Long Arm kit. The interior was done by Cascade Vans and Interiors of Calgary and includes distressed brown and black leather as well as a matching headliner, door panels, rear bulkhead, and upper console. I need to watch that video. I want to hear the supercharged V6. Then we get onto the Hertz article. The Hertz saga is far from over. Oh, we have another saga now? After the Takata nonsense? But there's light at the end of the tunnel, as according to Fox Business, the company has secured commitments for $1.65 billion, or 1.28 billion euros. Or would that be... Yeah, I think that's euros, and then 1.41 billion pounds. Or maybe that's 1.28 billion pounds, 1.41 billion euros, I'm not quite sure, in debtor-in-possession financing. While the financing is contingent on the approval of the U.S. Bankruptcy Court for the District of Delaware, the rental car company, or the distressed rental car company right now, has big plans for its funding. Up to 1 billion, or 774 million pounds, euros or pounds, and then 853 million euros or pounds, could be used to provide equity for vehicle acquisition in the United States and Canada. While it sounds odd that a bankrupt company would want to buy new vehicles, Hertz has, previous, has previously said they want to welcome customers back with new vehicles when travel returns to pre-pandemic levels. Buying new vehicles also helps keep Hertz's fleet competitive, while also ensuring customers return and remain happy. That's important in the long term, and Hertz was recently named number one in rental car customer satisfaction by J.D. Power, despite these very challenging and unusual times. A large portion of the remaining funds, up to $800 million, would be used for working capital and general corporate purposes. This would ideally buy the company time to wait for the coronavirus pandemic to succeed and travel to return to normal. A court hearing is scheduled for October 29th, and Hertz CEO Paul Stone, kind of an interesting name, said, This new financing will provide additional financial flexibility as we continue to navigate the pandemic's effects on the travel industry and take steps to boost position to, sorry, to best position our business for the future. The news sent Hertz's stock soaring as it closed at $2.5 on Friday. That's admittedly just a fraction of what it used to be before the pandemic, but it was a one-day increase of 142.72%. Now, the plug-in hybrid study. According to a recent study, most plug-in hybrid models aren't more environmentally friendly than their regular combustion engine counterparts due to their limited all-electric range. Furthermore, if FEVs aren't regularly charged, their CO2 emissions can actually be worse than those of a conventional gasoline or diesel model. The study concludes with German researchers saying that regulators and governments must stop giving FEVs excessively beneficial treatments. While such a conclusion only serves, a, serves as ammunition for critics of the technology, German premium car makers in particular have embraced plug-in hybrid technology or plug-in hybrid systems as an effective way to reduce CO2 emissions. So what do the numbers say? Well, researchers at the Fraunhofer, I hope I got that right, ISI Institute and the International Council on Clean Transportation, or ICCT, examined usage data from more than 100,000 FEVs across more than 66 different models sold in Europe, the US, and China. What they found was that, at best, a plug-in hybrid can produce average CO2 emissions that are twice as high as what car makers claim regardless of test cycle, NEDC or WLTP. At worst, CO2 outputs from FEVs are four times above official figures, meaning that a plug-in hybrid model with an official CO2 level of 50 grams per kilometer will actually put out between 100 and 200 grams per kilometer. A big reason for this is the fact that FEVs also 
are also used as company cars, which in turn are usually driven distances that exceed their relatively limited full electric range. Furthermore, company drivers are in most cases incentivized to fill up with gas, seen as how their employers pay for the fuel. If we want to see lower fuel consumption and CO2 emissions in real life, the engine's horsepower needs to be reduced and the electric range increased. Oh no, no, said the study's leading author, Patrick Plotz. According to his estimates, in order for a plug-in hybrid to efficiently replace conventional ICE models, in Germany at least, its all-electric range would need to be between 80 kilometers and 90 kilometers, or 50 to 56 miles, instead of just 30 to 60 kilometers, or 18 to 37 miles. There is one issue with this study, namely that Plotz himself presented a different research back in presented a different research. Okay, back in 2017, when he was in favor of FEV technology. In fact, just last month, VW pointed to his work titled Plug-in Hybrid Vehicles Are Better Than Their Reputation as proof that drivers not charging their vehicles is nothing more than a myth. However, Plotz claims that carmakers failed to mention that the 2017 study was not designed to provide a definitive conclusion on the matter. At the time, we looked solely at the number of kilometers driven electrically, he told Auto News Europe. We did not examine the deviation from the test cycle, and that is where these unflattering results can be found. The new study pretty much labels plug-in hybrids compliance cars, meaning they they are only fuel efficient on paper, but in reality just it, but in reality emit just as much CO2 as conventionally powered vehicles. This would have a considerable effect on sales. For example, the Netherlands already slashed incentives for plug-in hybrids in recent years and saw their sales fall from an EU best 40,000 units in 2015 to a mere 1,150 units in a mere two years. As for right now, more plug-in hybrids have been sold in Europe than anywhere else in the world, namely 780,000 units, eclipsing China by roughly 10,000 units. So for those of you that were kind of confused about this article, it boils down to this and I read the comments. Essentially, if you were to charge your FEVs properly because they have electric batteries, then they'd be more efficient. But because most consumers don't charge their FEVs properly, they pretty much just drive them as normal internal combustion engine cars. Because they're taxless, they... Have a, actually, they actually have a far greater environmental impact because, well, now you have the normal environmental impact of an internal combustion engine car plus the environmental impact of an EV, which is the batteries, the creation of the batteries and the addition of needing the electricity. But because you're not using that and now you have extra weight, the engine has to work harder and so on. And then all that typical, all those typical talking points and then bada bing, bada boom, you're producing more emissions. So basically... When EVs work, they work quite well, and they are less environmentally damaging than an ICE vehicle. But because no one charges them to use them in such a manner, they're worse. And that's what I've gathered from all the comments that I read here. As someone so concisely put it in the comments, this makes sense, because if you're not going to charge your FEV properly to make use of the electric motors and the batteries, well, now you're essentially just driving a normal ICE vehicle, with useless electric motors and a weight penalty in the form of the batteries and said electric motors. It just makes sense. Moving on from that though, we now have an article with an insulting headline for Apple. Foxconn is best known for assembling the Apple iPhone, but now they're setting their sights on electric vehicles. During their HHTD20 event, Foxconn unveiled its new EV Open platform, which will be shared with other companies for the common good. Like platforms from traditional automakers, the architecture is flexible and can underpin a variety of vehicles including hatchbacks, sedans, SUVs, and MPVs. 
In particular, the company said the platform can accommodate wheelbases ranging from 108.3 inches to 122 inches, or 2,750 to 3,100 millimeters. The architecture can also support various tracks and ride heights. On the performance side of things, Foxconn mentioned battery packs with capacities of 93, 100, and 116 kilowatt hours. They'll power front and rear mounted electric motors as well as a dual motor all-wheel drive setup. Front motors will have outputs of 127 horsepower, 95 kilowatts or 129 PS, 201 horsepower, now I like that, 150 kilowatts or 204 PS, and 268 horsepower, or 200 kilowatts or 272 PS. Likewise, rear-mounted motors will produce 201 horsepower, 268 horsepower, 322 horsepower, or 240 kilowatts and 300, or 326 PS, and 456 horsepower, which is 340 kilowatts or 462 PS. The company is also promising high-tech software that supports over-the-air updates as well as different levels of autonomous driving. Amazon Alexa, Android Auto, and Apple CarPlay are also slated to be part of the package. While it seems odd that Foxconn is jumping into the EV game, the company said Tesla is the iPhone of electric vehicles, and they want to be the Android of EVs. Reuters also noted that the company is set to build electric vehicles in China as part of a joint venture with FCA. Ooh, that's kind of interesting. And now the final article, which appears to be a recall. In the never-ending chase of meeting the new emissions targets, automakers keep rolling out electrified versions of their existing models and making some new models in the process. However, one of the troubling issues since electrification dawned in the automotive world, namely that a fire risk, is apparently still with us. BMW, for one, recently issued a global recall for its plug-in hybrid models as a problem with their batteries, believed to have been supplied by Samsung, could lead to a fire. Well, that... Considering they were supplied by Samsung, I'm now less surprised that they have a fire issue. Auto News reports that 26,900 vehicles built between January 20th and September 18th, 2020 are involved in this safety campaign. The affected models are the 2 Series Active Tour, X1, X2, X3, and X5, and the petrol-electric variants of the 3, 5, and 7 Series. The i8s made this year are also included, as is the Mini Countryman Fev. Most of them are in Europe. BMW said without providing a number, and it is understood that less than a third are in the hands of customers, whereas the rest are found in dealer lots. Ooh! Internal analysis has shown that in very rare cases, particles may have entered the battery during the production process, the automaker said, cited by the news outlet. When the battery is fully charged, this could lead to a short circuit within the battery cells, which may lead to a fire. BMW's technicians will inspect each car, and the repair will be carried out free of charge. It is unknown when the recall will commence, but until the fix, BMW is asking customers not to charge their vehicles, which they probably aren't anyway, <laughs> given the previous article we just read, right? <laughs> the latest safety campaign, the latest safety campaign recall is unrelated to a previous one that was issued two months ago and included 4,460 fouls, according to a spokesperson. However, the root cause is similar, irregularities during the production process of the battery. Plug-in hybrids equipped with batteries made by Samsung were involved in different recalls, including the Ford Kuga, Land Rover Discovery Sport, and Range Rover Vogue. So what I'm getting at is all these automakers need to stop buying batteries from Samsung. And if anything, Samsung needs to stop buying their own batteries from themselves. Someone, someone in the comments said, don't drive your new BMW, the ultimate driveless machine. <laughs> and then someone else replied, what part of recall don't you understand? The toxicity, man. It, the, the toxicity is intense. But seriously, they just said don't charge it. 
which again, people probably aren't doing that anyway. So provided you don't charge it, you might be okay. Anyway, though, that is going to be it for the second segment. I will see you all for the third and final segment after this break. Hey, hey, everyone, we are back with the final segment. Renault McGann reportedly keeping Diesels with Cleo. No, while Cleo, Captor, and Kajar lose them in the UK. The diesel-powered Renault Kaleos has already, or Kaleos? Kaleos, maybe, has already been dropped from the lineup. 2021 Ford Transit targets outdoor enthusiasts with new adventure prep and RV prep packages. The 2021 Ford Transit also introduces the parcel delivery, or parcel, sorry, delivery package and livery package. New Renault Megane E-Vision concept previews next year's electric hack, hatchback. I was about to say something very weird. Renault's new Megane E-Vision is based on the same underpinnings as the Nissan Aria, though you wouldn't really be able to tell from the concept. That's kind of interesting. 2021 Dacia Spring Electric debuts as the Logan of EVs. Dacia's first ever production EV has a WLTP rated driving range of 140 miles or 225 kilometers. Not nearly enough. Nissan takes the Z Proto. Oh, I thought it was the Proto Z. Dang it. Takes the Z Proto to an enthusiast car meet in Tokyo. The Nissan Z Proto has a 3 liter twin turbo V6 with an expected 400 horsepower. Ooh, that looks so good in the flesh. Oh, man. That looks way better than in the press photos. I love that so much. Daimler CEO says it makes no sense for Mercedes to leave F1. Daimler boss Ola, I can't even figure out how to say your last name, also aims to cut the environmental impact of motor racing. Hyundai thinks it can be the biggest provider of EVs in Europe through its Ionic brand. The, the Ionic brand's first model, the Ionic 5, will be based on the Concept 45. Does the Concept 45 have a genuine chassis slash architecture slash platitecture that it can use though? Limited run Audi TT RS 40 years of Quattro costs RS 6 money. Audi will build only 40 TT RS 40 years of Quattro models exclusively for Germany. Hmm. PSA decides to end small gasoline city car production. The PSA group will reportedly stop selling the Peugeot 108 and the Citroen C1. That's... I'm kind of sad about that, but that's also really, really interesting. New Toyota Mirai premiering in production form in December. The second-gen Toyota Mirai has a far more appealing design than the outgoing model. Elon Musk slashes Tesla Model S price twice in a week to $69,420 to undercut the entry-level Lucid Air. The entry-level Model S is the Long Range Plus, with two electric motors and a 402-mile range. That's getting with the program. 2020 Citr no, not Citroen. <laughs> 2020 C8 Corvette Stingray arrives in Middle East showrooms. The C8 Corvette Stingray heading to the Middle East has the 2021 model year color palette. Tesla to start building a seven-seater model. Tesla to start building a seven-seater model Y next month. Okay, I, I thought it already was. I guess I got confused. The 7C Tesla Model Y will be 3,000 more than the expensive or $3,000 more expensive than the 5-seat version. New 2021 VW Golf R Mark 8 tees before November 4th debut. The all-new 2021 VW Golf R's turbocharged engine will allegedly pump out 328 horsepower. Kind of excited for that, for that not gonna lie. 2021 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross lands with updated styling and FEV variant. The 2021 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross also benefits from an updated interior. 2021 BMW M4 Convertible gets dressed in orange attire for Nürburgring track testing. 
Unlike its predecessor, the new BMW M4 convertible will have a folding soft top. Wilkinshaw's tuned Holden Colorado looks ready to tackle the outdoors. The Colorado 550 packed by Wilkinshaw Performance is limited to 100 units. Ford's SVT tuned Sport Track Adrenaline concept is going up for auction. The concept was supposed to preview an SVT an SVT tuned truck that would that would have launched in 2007. Although as I think Ford only got as close as making like a sport appearance package with the Sport Track back then. Because I remember I remember seeing those around a lot actually. They used to be really popular when I was about 12 maybe eight years old those were really really popular and i was always i was always kind of confused by them because they're not as big as the f-150s and a few of them actually had explorer tags on them so that car i should i should maybe make an episode on the sport track because i haven't i forgot that truck existed it was kind of like ford's answer to the ridgeline in some respects jlr recovery impacted by low demand for jaguar sedan models jaguar land rover reportedly has a substantial number of employees on furlough NHTSA investigating fires of three Chevrolet Bolt EVs. One of the Chevrolet Bolt owners reported smoke in inhalation injuries. FCA bracing for strike as deadline with Canada's Unifor Union is tonight. Oh wait, but apparently they managed to come to an agreement before that. 2021 Chevrolet Camaro gains new Wild Cherry design package, wireless Android Auto, and Apple CarPlay. The 2021 Camaro is arriving at dealerships and pricing starts at $25,995. The average owner's manual takes over six hours to read. The Audi A3's owner's manual takes nearly twice that to finish it. A new study finds that only 29% of owners read their car manual in full. But when it takes six hours, I'm not surprised. GMC asks court to reinstate its racketeering lawsuit against FCA for the second time. A judge previously rejected GM's attempt to reinstate his lawsuit against FCA. 2021 Audi A755 TFSIE launches as the brand's third FEV in the U.S. The 2021 Audi A755 TFSIE has an EPA-estimated 24-mile all-electric range. That is just pitiful. Don't be afraid. BMW promises to keep artificial intelligence on a tight leash with these seven principles. The BMW Group has set out a code of ethics for the use of artificial intelligence. What the mess. Lock in a 2022 GMC Hummer EV reservation with just $100. The GMC Hummer will make its debut on October 20th, so not too long from now. Base VW ID3 is a sub $30,000 affair in the UK. Delivery starting this month. Acura MDX prototype previews a sportier and more upscale SUV complete with a S-Type variant for 2021. The Acura MDX Type S will arrive next summer and have 355 horsepower. 2021 Audi e-tron and e-tron sportback now available with digital matrix led headlights this marks the first time that dml headlights have been mass produced for a production vehicle vw's upcoming id5 is based on the new id4 the vw id5 will be offered with the same powertrain as the id4 2022 porsche 911 gt3 rs looks the business on the nurburgring could the new porsche 911 gt3 rs feature a 4.2 liter flat six 2021 Nissan Magnite production small SUV to debut October 21st in India. Production Nissan Magnite is shown for the first time in test prototype guides with light camouflage. Ford pushes plug-in hybrid escape production to 2021 due to Kuga fire risk recall in Europe. This is a logical step to take seen as how the two models share the same engine and battery parts. 
Bentley Flying Spur becomes more driver-focused with new 542 horsepower twin-turbo V8. It was only a matter of time before Bentley offered a V8 option in the Flying Spur. Entry-level 2022 Lucid Air priced from $77,400 and has 480 horsepower. The entry-level 2022 Lucid Air will be available with dual electric motors. 2021 Ford Mustang Mach 1 US price officially announced and it's not that bad. Ford's new Mustang Mach 1 costs $8,720 less than the Shelby GT350. Or basically, if I remember correctly, it costs $52,000. Which, I was actually saying, like February of this year, I was talking to a friend of mine. No, well like April, May-ish? And we had both kind of guesstimated. He guesstimated 55 to 60 grand. I guesstimated 52 to 55. I was right! Those of you friends, we were both right, but yeah! I was bang on the money. Seat Leon E-Hybrid now available in order... Now available to order in the UK, and has been priced from £30,970. The plug-in hybrid variant of the Seat Leon offers 201 horsepower and 36 miles of range. Of EV range. Latin America's 2022 VW Taos has different engine infotainment system than the US model. The VW Taos will launch in Latin America in the second quarter of 2021. Inca's VIP mobile office Mercedes-Benz Sprinter is for handling business on the go. This highly modified 2020 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter has a corner, corner office and two widescreen TVs. Mini Cooper SE electric hatchback makes its rallying debut. The Mini Cooper, not Countryman, the Mini Cooper SE ran a 5km rally stage in 3 minutes and 8 seconds. Ford Mustang Mach 1, launching in Australia next year, capped at 700 units. The Ford Mustang Mach 1 will join the 2.3 liter and GT models. 2022 VW Taos arrives next summer to battle the Chevrolet Blade, no, Chevrolet Trailblazer and Kia Seltos. Volkswagen's latest crossover promises to be small in stature, but big in, but big on value. Anyway, though, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you did, then please like the podcast, share the podcast, or sorry, like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast, and then do all the previously mentioned things. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe, hitting the little notification bell, and then all notifications, that way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well, then just before you set off, boot up wherever you listen to your podcast, type in Crazy Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you Sunday for a very special episode. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.